yo, yo, what it is, what it is, what it is. You know what it is. It's the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Hashtag a podcast for the rest of us. It's me, the sarcastic criminal, the three-eyed raven of hip-hop. It's your boy, Great Pharaoh. And I'm joined by right now, solo dolo, only one person. My mans, my boy, my brother, the profound conqueror, the chaser of waterfalls, the CEO of Code Elephant and CodeElephant.net. The real boogie with a hoodie. We got Bug in the building. Bug, what's good with you, man? Tell him what's going on, man. What's good with the new company, brother? Tell me <laughs> what's good. So, I, I'm so, so, um, just a little small change. I like to call myself the creator, not the CEO. Oh, oh excuse me. Shit. <laughs> the creator. <laughs> Jeez, that, I like that, say, that's real humble. I, like that's real humble. I, don't, I don't know why I don't like the way the CEO sounds for some reason. I don't. I ain't got nothing against CEOs. Like just when I said it, I was like, "No, nah, I really like it." And then I say creator, I was like, "I fuck with creator." So, right, cool. The creator of Code <laughs> Elephant and Code Elephant dot net. Yes, the real hoodie. <laughs> Go so, ahead. I, so what I've been up to. Um, is uh dealing with Hurricane Irma down here in Atlanta. So it's been lots of um lots of pandemonium and panic, lots of Florida people up here. Um and you know we don't have any water in any stores, don't have any milk, any eggs, don't have any bread. And my kids been off school for three days. T- tomorrow's gonna be the third day and I'm just like, bruh what do y'all like? And there's nothing going on. Like it was when it hit Atlanta, it was basically a regular, everyday Atlanta type storm, and um, yeah, that was it. So yeah, we lost power for maybe maybe 15 minutes, and um, that was pretty much that. <laughs> that was it. So that was it. That was it. It was. I mean, like so, our lights flickered on, on and off, uh, throughout the day. Um, and they said that we were going to like, so, you know, it was, it was just, you know, it was, it was flickering on and off. We lost power. So I was like, all right, cool. This might be something. And like the wind gust was real high. Like there was definitely lots of wind. Um, but for me to, in my, for, in my opinion, it wasn't, it was, it was, it was a little more than a regular storm because of the wind. And that was the only, that was the only difference with it being a regular, without, you know, with, with the difference from a regular storm in Atlanta. So. It was, you know, it was, it was just basically all right. But now, um, you know, the city has shut down for Monday and Tuesday, and now my kid is out on Wednesday too. So I'm just like, man, y'all should clean this up, so I can go back to work, and my kid can go back to school. <laughs> Word up! I feel you on that. Like, this is getting ridiculous. I've also been playing Madden. Got Madden now, you know. Boo. Boo. Come on, man! Come on, man! <laughs> Scrub, scrubbish, bubbish. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've been, I've been, I've been doing that um, lately. Um, also, what I've been listening to is, um, I've been listening to this one song nonstop. This song called "Common Sense" by this dude named Jay Huss or Jay Hoos, whatever. I think he's from England or he's French, but whatever. Um, I found about, found out about the song. It's on Madden. And ah, okay. it's, it's, it's really good, bro. The song is silly. 
So I like the beat. The, 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 the beat just does. It it's called com, it's called common, common sense. sense by yeah. J Hus or J Hus is J H U S. J H U S. It's two. It's two. J space H U S. And but yeah, but it sounds. But it's but the album sounds good. I listened to the album. It sounds pretty pretty damn good. I bet you. I'm about to get out of listen. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So. Yo, we got a what's some call it, man? Oh, nah. Tell them about your uh, tell them about your company before we move on, man. Don't overlook that. Right. Make your move. I'm not. I'm not. Over, I'm not overlooking it. So. Yo, creator. <laughs> so I started a company. I've been. It's been in the works for a while, and um, I'm a I'm a computer programmer by trade. And what I want to do is I want to um I've been trying to figure out how I can help people. And, you know, teaching kids how to code is one way that I was like, I, w- I want to definitely do that. So I created Code Elephant. And, um, you know, we're based in Atlanta. It's a tech education company. And um, our goal is to provide uh, programming classes for kids and teens in the Atlanta area, in areas that are underserved in Atlanta. So, you know, we're going to have we have a Saturday morning program. Um, right now we're in a pilot phase. We got a couple more steps to start um, till till we get the chance to launch it. Um, we are well right now. I'm in the stage of I have pretty much everything together. I got the place. I got the kids. I got the, well. I got the place. I got the computers. I got the curriculum. And my next step is to get some kids and to get get um get some assessments so that we can uh, get some numbers and figure out if this program is working, see if it'll actually help the community and stuff like that. So um, that's what we're doing. Hopefully, it works out really well. Our pilot program is going to be nine weeks long, and um, yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm trying to start young. Right now, we're going to do second and third graders, and you know, train them up early, and hopefully, um, you know, they could they they can, if not if they don't be computer programmers, that's not the goal. The goal is to, um, you know. Uh, get kids to do better at problem solving and thinking outside of the box. That's dope. I like that. Yeah. That's, I like that. That you're not sticking them in the. You're not sticking them in a box. Like you got to be a computer programmer. Now we're yeah. just opening up to the fact that this is how you. This is how life is gonna function. Just like these. These. Uh, I guess you could say these. These things we're gonna give you in the in the program that you're developing. Yeah. If you can figure these out, you can figure life out. Yeah, you can figure out a lot of stuff. I mean, and, and the, that, that, that's the main thing when you when they're, when you when they're that young. It's all about problem solving. Okay, now that's dope. That's dope. We got a line of overlord, the one line Optimus Prime, food for your soul. We got soul up in the building. He's finally made it. What's good, soul? You late, but late is great when you always on time. That made no sense, but I'm rocking with it. It's even so, better when you blow in like that, though. What happened? It's even better when you blow in like that, though. <laughs> I am. I'm rocking these motherfuckers like a hurricane. You know how it is. There you go. There you go. Word up. Word up. Man, what's good with your soul, man? What you been listening to? What you been up to? What you been listening to? Man, what haven't I been listening to? We have a huge show lined up for y'all today. Word Listen up. to a lot of shit. Word a lot up. Of um, I don't want to spoil it for you because, you know, we're about to get right into it. But um, but I've just been, like, just bumping on, like, my regular stuff. Just, you know, like, personal stuff in my own playlist. You know, Mick Jenkins, still listening to some T-Grizzly. Uh, 
XXX Tentacion. He's still he's still in my rotation, surprisingly. Not many things from his new album though, but we'll we'll get into that later. Um you know, just regular old shit, man. Working like a dog, trying to get this money. Word up, I feel you, I feel you. Hey yo, speaking of shmoney, yo, yo, you coming in at five thirty tomorrow, right? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, coming at five thirty tomorrow, I'm gonna be there. I guess I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the uh, I'm gonna get the auto filler calibrated, and then uh, once you come in, by the time you come in, it'll be ready to rock. Uh, Word up! You see that, people? This is how real we are. Not only do we let y'all hear some of our show prep, we let y'all hear some of our life prep. That's the podcast for the rest of us, man. The podcast for the rest of us. That's what the rest of us is. The cats that still go to work every day. That still got to hustle and grind to feed our families and make sure our loved ones is all good. That's what this podcast is for. The rest of us. That still, like I said, that still hustle and still grind. We here for you. You can hear our lives in this shit. Real talk. But what's my call, man? Before we, uh, before we dive into all these reviews, man. I said it's uh it's uh it's, we were supposed to record on nine eleven, but we didn't record on nine eleven. It's nine twelve. It's Tuesday. It's the day after, and I still want to um touch base with the fella. I want to touch base with you guys, cause like me personally, I remember nine eleven quite uh very very familiar, and I, I don't want I don't want it to sound fucked up. I remember 9-11 because I was actually cutting class when the announcement got made. I was in 10th grade. I was cutting class, and I was ironically cutting class listening to probably one of the most iconic albums to come out that year, Jay-Z's Blueprint. Oh, my gosh, dude. Go ahead. Keep going. Nice. So, <laughs> so I'm cutting class to listen to Jay-Z's Blueprint, and a teacher runs up while we're ducked under the red underpass. For those who went to PHS, y'all know what the red underpass was. <laughs> we ducked up under the red underpass, me and my man's in them. Teacher runs up, what are you guys doing? Do you know what's even going on? We're under attack. And the ball from the great uh, what's gonna call it? Car, uh, what's the Carmichael dude? Gerard Carmichael. It's like we're under attack. Word up by Dope Beats by Timberland. This album was amazing. It was fire. Complete disregard for anything that was happening in life. And we finally go to the class we're supposed to be in, and it's like, oh shit, life just got so real at that moment. Watching the replays over and over of the World Trade Center getting hit with a plane. And then Tower 2 being hit with a plane. And it just all come crumbling down. Now, I'm not here for... We're not here right now for any conspiracy theories or oh, this happened. Or we think it was this. It's just the fact that this is, the, this, is, this is confirmed, right? This is the biggest assault on American soil, correct? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, this I think this is this is this was bigger than even Pearl than Pearl Harbor. This is the biggest attack on American soil, and it was just. But Pearl I, Harbor I, was a military attack, though. You know, they attacked the military base. This was civilians. Yeah, this was just yeah. regular people. This is people got to look at it. The way I like for people to look at it when I talk about it is, this is what 
we do a drone strikes every day. Regularly. Yeah. yeah. This is what the other side, we felt like what the other side felt like. I know I did. How did you got booked, man? 9-11, where were you? What was going on with you? Oh, I was I was still in uh, school. I was at I was um was I a sophomore at Clark Atlanta University. I, we had maybe been in school for maybe two three weeks at that point, and I had a I had a class at right across the, right across the way from where I stayed at. Anybody go to Clark Atlanta? I stayed in the courts, El Simon Courts, and I had a class at the gym. So the gym is right across from the courts. The courts is tore down by now. It was it's a terrible place to live. Um, <laughs> it was. It was a bad place. It was a bad place to live. I was with the project. I, I, I will <laughs> tell you more about the courts later. But <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So Blueprint did come out, right? But I didn't find out about nine eleven until I got out of class, and I'm in my you know I'm in my dorm room with my roommate, and like. Bro, I mean, I'm shook. I'm scared as fuck because I'm like, oh, shit, we about to all get drafted out of fucking college. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's basically all I'm thinking. Like, oh, about to get shit, drafted that's out real of college. talk. Word up. Seriously. So I'm like, I'm of age, bro. Like, they don't come find me and shit. Like, I don't even feel like going to fight nobody's war. I don't like I don't like shooting motherfuckers. I'm good. Right. And like, you know, people calling me like the phone lines is dead. I can't get in contact with my mom in New Jersey. Um, any of my family up there in New York and New Jersey. I had a cousin that worked in the World Trade Center. He didn't go to work that day. Um, wow, wow. Yeah, so like it's it's a lot. It was a, you know a lot of stuff was happening and whatnot. You know, people were trapped. So um, I didn't listen to the blueprint until like days after because I was so fucking scared. That's all I could think about was um, this fucking war and wow. shit. What the fuck was happening? And um, Finally, a couple of days later, I finally started listening to Blueprint. And that calmed me down a little bit, kind of got my mind off of things, you know, because like it was, it was, it was a little, it was, it was terrifying for me, you know. It was, wow. it was pretty terrifying. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was living in Germany during Desert Storm, so I, I so I was terrified during that shit. So. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Wow. Alright, that's what's up though, man. I appreciate I appreciate your uh your story, your openness, soul, man. Now I know you're a little you're a little younger than us. So I don't know if your uh your memory of that is a little as as uh as impactful, as as fervent as ours is. But so if you can't remember, you can give it you know, walk us through, man. Nine eleven, where were you? What you know, if you remember what was going on, what the feeling was at that time for you. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can remember that. That's pretty vivid actually. What was it? 2001. I was like nine years old, fourth grade. I was in my music class, and you know we just got the announcement or whatever. You know, they had the uh, teacher had the TV, so she pulled it out after she heard the announcement and she started playing it on the news. And she like fourth she grader? she played that on the news for fourth graders. You got to. I don't see see how you not do it. I don't see how every teacher was not playing that. Like, regardless of age, you got to play it. Right? Yeah, that's something. I don't know if I would want to expose a a fourth grade, B. I mean, kindergartners, kindergartners, I get it. First graders, maybe, but like fourth graders? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got to see that. 
I guess yeah, fourth grade. I get. I I can give. I maybe fourth grade. I, yeah, they're they old enough. They like nine, nine, almost ten years old. Nine, ten. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they're on a the bus, eleven. Right. Word up. Imagine just confirm that, book. You can't confirm that, CEO. <laughs> you can't co-sign that ignorance. Oh my God, this show, this show just got so much more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> You I'm cannot co-sign my blind Negro ignorance. All right, man? <laughs> Damn. And I got to leave that in for comedic relief. You're making this show difficult, Bug. I'm not making right? it difficult. Make You're making it, it real difficult. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, soul. You were watching it on TV in fourth grade. Did we lose soul again? Did we lose fourth grade? <laughs> yeah, we lost soul again. Well, yo, he's or you know, we just can't hear him. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. You might have to take. He might have to take that walk outside. He's not going to be happy about it. We might have to take that walk outside. But all right, um, now we're going to keep this. Uh, soul man, you probably hear us, man. We're going to keep this show moving, man. So. Uh, we're gonna get into the uh, the reviews. We got a lot. Hold up, of- hold up, hold up, hold up, one more thing. One more let's thing. talk about let's talk about the New York Giants. Oh, oh I'll try it. I'll try it. I was trying to keep trucking. I wasn't gonna let you do it. I wasn't gonna let you do it. Oh man, I was trying. I'm mad you caught that. I was trying gonna, to keep it moving. It. I was waiting on you. I was, I was like, hopefully he get into it, but you didn't. So <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, so let's real, real go quick. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Get it out the way. Get it out the way. I am, I, your boy, Great Pharaoh, the sarcastic criminal, the three-eye raven of hip-hop. I'm a giant stan. My pops is a giant stan. My brother Soul is a giant stan. We giant stans. I walk, I watch Giants games wearing a football helmet. A jersey, a scarf, socks, gloves, flip-flops, all Giants. Everything Giants. Win, lose, draw, tie, whatever you want to call it. I'm a Giants fan. The sucker-free Cowboys, they got one. So what? Did you, tell, did you, did you, didn't, you didn't tell them that, that you used to not wear anything because you're superstitious. Right. <laughs> I used to not wear nothing. So what? <laughs> By nothing, we mean no Giants gear, not like birthday suit shit. Nah, we ain't doing yeah, that. Yeah, nah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> never wear Giants gear. And then all of a sudden, I got one T. Oh, mind you, I always wear one cutoff T-shirt. And I still wear that cutoff T-shirt under every jersey, every game. So look, so look, so I'm a Cowboys fan, and you know Cowboys, we don't like the Giants, they don't like us, whatever. Um, my whole family is Cowboys fans. Before y'all start talking shit about, oh you ain't from the Apples, fuck out of here. That ass bitch, he should be rooting for the Falcons. The blue and ass bones. My whole family is Cowboys fans. I was born into this, and this is what this is what we do over here. But anyway, um. Y'all look bad, fam, and I thought our defense, we got three rookies out here in a second that we lost Orlando Scandrick, our most veteran 
cornerback. And like like what the hell, son? <laughs> like I feel like I knew I've been telling people all week, like, bro, we got a hard test against us because the Giants is here. They got this new they got all these passing weapons, bro. Like Eli just about to throw it all over the damn place. And like I don't know what y'all game plan was, but y'all game plan was not like like y'all game plan should have been some shit like Minnesota's game plan. Chuck that shit twenty yards down the field every time to Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard, and a dude Evan Ingram. Nah, I do. I agree, but we didn't do that. That's all I'm saying. I guess we got out coached. It's all right. Our record could still be fifteen and one. And at the end of the day. All right, I just want you to remember this, Boog. At the end of the day, at the end of the I season, say, I know what you're going to say. Let me say it for you. Say it for you. In the words of my man's in them, Stephen A. Smith, the Cowboys will find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could win the NFC. You guys could. The Cowboys will find a way in the playoffs to blow it. <laughs> like thinking you're going to beat Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. Like you guys. It's just. So, cool. as a Cowboys fan, I can totally tell you that that shit is fucking correct because we always find a way to fuck it up. But we're going to stop that shit now. That shit's over. As a Cowboys not hater, as a Cowboys non-believer, I'm just going to tell you and your team in the words again of my man, Stephen A. Smith. I'm looking for Stay off I'm looking, the weed. I'm looking, for, I'm looking for your number one excuse. Give, me, give it to me. Come on. Come on, son. You know Odell didn't even play. Right? He didn't even shoot up, me. <laughs> I knew you had to say that one. That's what I'm looking for. He didn't even shoot up, me. Play, on, so, so, so that's the, that's, that's he the fault. He didn't even shoot up, B. He didn't even shoot up. I'm just going to – I'll admit, I think we got outcoached. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I think we did get outcoached. I think that McAdoo, he did a lot of those mistakes that uh, Coughlin did. Not going forward on three and one, three and two. You know, he didn't take it downfield enough. He, you know, how many passes did he throw that were over 10 yards? Like none. Exactly. Like, like, like none, but, you know, not much. You get one yard, you get two yards, you get three yards, and then you give up. Like, no, go forward on three and four. You're three and four, go for it. Because it's rare that we were three and four. We're usually three and eight, three and nine. Yeah, and they put Brandon Marshall. They put Brandon Marshall in a terrible position, oh. and if they're sending him down the field, he should just be the possession guy, five yards an hour, or you know, button hook exactly. or whatever. Exactly. But like I said, we will work through the kinks. We got an offense that's built around the probably, arguably, I would say the best receiver in football. It's not seen because our offensive line is so horrible. But we do, I believe, have the best, most athletic receiver in football today in Odell Beckham Jr. He's got to be on the field for us to show any semblance of a anything. Top, top football team. 
Yeah. (laughs) Of a professional football team, Odell has to be on the field. And that's where we're going to leave it. So, you back with us, baby? You back with us? It's called, man. All right, so now we got we got that debacle that was the uh, Giants Cowboys game out the way. Uh, let's get into these reviews, man. We got a lot of reviews for you guys, man. A lot of music's been coming out. A lot of music stays coming out. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know about you, Bug. I didn't realize how much hip hop comes out until I started doing this podcast. You, because you know what, we don't like. Like, we got our favorites, and we don't, like, I wouldn't be checking for a lot of these cats all the time, you know? That, and that's, that's, that's just what it comes down to. I, I don't, I wouldn't check for Ugly God. Like, not even close. I wouldn't check for Ugly God either. Only reason, look, man, I just want to clear my name before we get into it. Yes, we are reviewing Ugly God's The Booty Tape, all right? We're only reviewing Ugly God's Booty Tape because... The freshman, he's part of the freshman class. And I felt like, okay, this is the first project that he's doing. So let's put the ugly god in there. Because this is his first project since getting elected into the freshman class. Do I think he deserves it? No. No. But he's part of the freshman class, double XL, and their freshman class still render some sort of recognition in hip-hop even though i do think it's fading and we can get into that at another time uh their their validity in hip-hop and their uh necessity i guess you could say in hip-hop is definitely fading visual overlord uh just texts me because we're having some technical difficulties but he just texts me i like ugly god's tape lol so I don't know if he's not. I I need to get him on here so I can know. He's probably, he's probably serious. I hope not. Yeah, I, I hope he was joking. Uh but yeah. So um uh what was I saying? Yeah, so like I said, but we got we got a lot uh to review because comes out so much is being covered. Um Back with us, back with us, soul. Hopefully, hopefully, okay, we, we can hope, we can hope. Now I'm just going into a synopsis, man. We got a lot of music to uh, I'm telling cast, man. We got a lot of music to cover because I, I was saying that I didn't realize until I did this show, so I came up with this show. How much music actually comes out yeah. on a week to week basis from artists we actually really know and artists we act we we don't like it's such a it's such a spectrum of a catch out there but we're gonna um while we got you here man let's not waste too much time man let's dive right in yo we got stally stally's put out an album new wave and the format in which we're going to do this uh do these the show because we've got about uh what maybe a good eight or nine albums that we want to touch base uh, we're basically going to say what we felt about. Uh, we're going to give our brief synopsis or review of the album. We're going to let you guys know what our favorite track is. And then we're going to rate the album. And we're going to do that. Boom, boom, boom. We're going to kind of try and fireball through these things. You know, brief discussion on certain artists, certain acts, certain tracks. And uh, that's, but that's basically the format. We're each going to give how we felt about the album. 
our review of it, our favorite tracks, and our ratings. So like I said, we're going to start with Stally New Wave. Now Stally, uh, he's an artist. He's, he's formerly of, of MMG, Maybach Music Group. I honestly, for me personally, he doesn't have editor's notes for his album, so I'm just going to say this is, uh, one, this is his, I think like his fifth project. Like major uh, release, Honest Cowboy, Ohio, uh, Yousef, uh Saving Yousef, Savage Journey. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't listen to those. Laughing Introvert. Like he's had a lot. He's had a lot of projects. His major project would be uh, most likely Ohio, which was yeah. on Maybach Music Group. Uh, but um. And Honest Cowboy to me is his is his best uh, his best work, and that was a short EP in 2013. But um, I said not to get too sidetracked. For me, Stally, my my uh, synopsis on Stally, I think Stally always delivers a solid project, and this one is no different. The former MMG uh, member delivers classic style flows over slower bass booming or heavily tweeting beats. So that's my basic synopsis of Stally's album. Boog, what do you think of Stally and his album New Wave? So I think he picks really good beats. Um, that's one of the definitely things I noticed. I don't really like him that much. I think he's I think he's pretty forgettable. Like I can't remember anything on this album or anything he said, or any 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 tracks, really. You know, like I mean, I, I I can't listen to this and like say, okay, yeah, I definitely can pick that one out all the time. And like, if I heard him, like if he was if he was featured on something, I feel like I wouldn't know who he was because he he just don't he just doesn't stand out to me. But he's definitely talented. Like he can rap, he can make songs. He just doesn't to me. He just doesn't stand out. Wow! 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 Soul man. Are you there? Are you still with us, man? Do you got uh, anything for Stally? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I'm, I gotta agree with Book. Like, he doesn't really stand out to me either, but that definitely doesn't take away from his talent. I think the issue with Stally was that, like, I guess maybe he wasn't pushed as hard as the other people in his camp when he first got put on. Yeah, But I definitely like his production choice. I definitely like his uh, production choice. He sounds really good on the beats that he uses. Um, his sound is not heavy hitting enough to be memorable to me. That's a better way to put it. No, I, I understand. I understand. I I can agree to an extent. I I won't argue it. I mean, my man's is dope. He can spit. Yeah, I yeah, think that is. This is the first project by him that I've ever heard as well. So it's oh, hard wow, for me to really wow, gauge. Wow. Yeah, no, I definitely. Yeah, like I don't just heard as a dude. Like I definitely tell you, go back and listen to Honest Cowboy from 2013. Honest Cowboy. Um, yeah. like I said for me, maybe it's because I'm I'm exposed to. St- I, I was always attracted attracted to Stanley Paul's. Music wise, because he's got a beard, beard gang. I mean, I he's not like beard gang. Uh, beard gang, ball I, I gang, plus fuck the other side. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how I represent. I got a beard, ball gang, all day. So Stally having a having a nice voluptuous beard, uh, 
just made me want to listen to his bars, and I, I felt he's, like he's probably bald too, dude. He's probably bald too. Cause I've, I've so I, I haven't like actually seen him in an interview or anything. That's why I say Pierre I've only seen him because I've only seen him on his like album cover. So he probably has a bald head because he always yeah. wears hats. He's kidding me. I, that's how I feel like he's kidding me, man. We got beards, we bald headed, so let, let, let's rock. We, we rock with it. We rock together. If he ain't bald, I'm going to pretend he's bald now so we can rock. <laughs> what's some call it, man? But uh, what's some call it, man? So we uh, let's keep it moving. My my favorite track off this album, uh, my favorite track off this album will have to be Soul Searching. I love the production, and it's a little bit more aggressive, which I actually enjoy coming from Stanley, and he's given us a little more insight on what's going on in his life. Like, but I like the more aggressive. I think it's because uh, I think the albums, I think a lot of these albums we're going to talk about, I'm going to repeat the fact that I think they're very linear, very flat albums. They don't really have, a, they don't take you up on a lot of highs and lows. I think Stally's another one of them that kind of goes one level and that's it. And I think Soul Searching is the only uh, actual track where he actually kind of starts, picks up the levels and stuff like that. I agree. My favorites are I have three um, that I liked on this album, um, and I and what's crazy is that I had to write them down while I was doing because I knew I had to write them down because like listening to it I was like I'm not gonna remember this. Um, so old school game, uh, soul searching, and stock tip. Those are my those are the ones that I really liked. Okay. I bet bet bet. Alright, now, uh, what's what we call the soul, man? What you think? What were your favorite tracks on this on this album? I'm not even going to front to you. None of the tracks are memorable enough to me to just pull a favorite without having to run up and go grab my notes. So, I'm in the process of doing that right now. Okay. And I will tell you what track I preferred the most. Alright, cool. I don't hear you run upstairs. Do, 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 do. Yeah, <laughs> they, the people need to hear you hustling, B. The people need to hear you hustling, soul. They don't need to hustle, right? I don't hear you even breathe. Yo, so, Book, do you even sound like he's breathing heavy? He opened up like three doors, though, so. Good sound quality or what? Shit. I want the people to feel the authenticity and you hustling. Man, 96. Man, I like, so I like the beat and I like his rhyme scheme a lot on that track. It's the most different from the rest of the album, I feel like. Alright, nah, definitely dope. Definitely dope. Alright, I can vibe with Madden 96. Word up. Now let's uh, keep it trucking, man. Uh, you good? Can I send yeah, a clip? Right now, yeah, you're good. Right now, you're good. Oh, shit. Alright. So, uh, what's from Paula? All in all, Stally gives a solid. And I, like you guys said, but forgettable performance, which I think is his problem. A lot of his projects are forgettable if you uh, aren't a fan of his. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd rate this album 3.2 out of 5 based off of a solid first listen. But it wouldn't surprise me if it fell after more listens. Like if it got lower stars after more listens. Huh, you know, that's funny. I gave it a 3.2 out of 5 as well. Dang. Right on the dot. I give it a 2. Damn, you're just disrespectful. Damn. I ain't disrespectful. Fuck you, Stally. For real. <laughs> but, like I said, like, 
so he can he can rap you know what i'm saying like he, he can rap he got talent he just you know didn't do it for me nah, mm. nah, I i'm not gonna argue man now let's uh what's some call man we're gonna keep this uh let's keep this trucking man next album that we're gonna get into is uh dave east paranoia yeah. a true story because anything other than true story wouldn't be true that should be a lie French Montana reference? Yeah. <laughs> right, so Paranoia, True Story Book, man. If you want to start us off, man, let us know. Give us your uh, your album synopsis, what you felt about the album. So I don't listen to Dave East that much. You guys probably listen to him way more um, than I have. And so this is my first listen, and I was not impressed. I was really looking forward to hearing this guy because I've heard so much. He's super talented. Like he's definitely he can definitely rap. Um, he got he has the tools to make a great body of work. Um, but he just sounds like he's gonna be the Harlem Meek Mill to me right now. You know he's gonna be like the guy that can really really rap, but doesn't really give you all his personality. Doesn't give you all the great stories. You know, like like when we listen to Vic Mensa, he was able to just give us all of this great content. And like I said, like I like I said before, I know Meek can do that too. He got that. He got those stories. He has those. He has the bars to be able to do that. And this guy probably does too. He just didn't give it to me. And you know, I, I was I was a little underwhelmed actually. Yeah, nah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that, man. So, man, you want to get in on uh, Dave East, man? Give us your album synopsis. How you felt about the album? Um, well, I gotta say, I definitely like the Kyrie Chanel a lot more than this piece of work. Word up. Um, there's not that much dynamic in this album, I feel. They kind of all have the same feeling, all of the songs. Um, yeah, it was kind of really, really, really mellow. Kind of yeah, bored to it, honestly. It was, it, it was super mellow. Nah, definitely agree, definitely agree. For me, uh, I, uh, what I wrote down was Davies made his mark as a great storyteller for the new generation with a style and flow reminiscent of the golden age of hip-hop unfortunately with this album i think he falls short of the hype that surrounds him his flows are very similar and exactly and extremely mm-hmm. interchangeable from track to track so it's, yeah. it all just sounds like he can put every song on every single beat. This is all gonna run together. <laughs> yeah, you can copy paste it all. Or you can do every that verse on awful. every beat, and it's all gonna run together. Mm-hmm. I really Absolutely. felt that way. I think, like you said, I definitely agree that Kyrie Chanel was a much better project. Uh, but for me, my favorite track will probably have to be "Maneuver" featuring French Montana. Mm-hmm. I got uh, that one too. I love the "Maneuver." And the production gave me a. a it gave it a better feel than the rest of the album. Like that's the only song that actually sounded different than the rest yes. of the album. That's what I like so much about it. Okay, yeah. See, all right. So, bet, 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 book, man. What, what was your favorite track off this album? I mean, same. That uh, what was that? A saxophone in the background? That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, so everybody, everybody picked out the one same track that actually sounded different compared to yeah, the rest yeah. of the rest of the project. I bet, man. Uh, for me, uh, or so, man. How would you rate? How would you rate the album? Um, I give it a two point eight out of five. Two point eight out of five. Boog, man. What you what you got for this album? Dave East, Paranoia, a true story. Two point five. Two point five. 
Damn, and Davies is really one of my champions. You know, he's Nas founded. But uh, I think it's a lackluster album. Another uh, forgettable, uh, forgettable with some real senseless skits. Like I can put out the skits, I thought they were worthless. They didn't do anything for the album. Uh, like I said, I think it's forgettable. Davies is gonna pull an unimpressive two point five or two out of five. So, so like, what, what? So, what do you think about? So, what, what I really, what really pissed me off early in the album is that because I knew, I knew Nas was his co-signer, and he got this song called "The Hate It," featuring Nas, but Nas just talked. Like, yeah, that's I not featuring not, Nas, son. Yeah, I, I hate, I hate that. Don't give me dialogue. Give me yeah, bars, Nas. Yeah, you know I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear your synopsis on life unless it's in bars format. Exactly. Personally, I don't want to hear nothing from Nas unless it's a fucking album because he said that <laughs> shit was done two years ago. I don't want to hear nothing from Nas. This is about to be. This is about to be our last review show of albums unless Nas. Drops his album. Like real talk, I'm ready to I'm ready to be done. We can talk hip hop topics. You can talk current events. But in terms of album reviews, it's Virgo season. If Nas does not drop his album during Virgo season, I'm gonna be hot. So Nas ain't got too many days left. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, but uh, we're going to keep moving. Uh, we're going to go on to uh, Vince Staples with his, uh, with his album, Big Fish Theory. Now, this was actually released a little while ago, and we're just, we're just uh, kind of trying to get caught up, you know, because, you know what I mean? It's Vince Staples. He's actually a good dude, and we, wanna, we wanted to touch, we wanted to give the people uh, a little piece of this album. And this actually, I think, has some uh, editor's notes. Editor's notes, yep. That we're going to have Boog read off while we actually try and get Soul back on the line because we lost them again. Word. All right, so Vince Stables, Big Fish Theory, editor's notes. <clears throat> we end year uh, 3230 with it. Vince Staples tweeted of his second album, This is the future. In fact... He's in multiple time zones here. Whoa, what happened? What the fuck? No, no, I don't want to do that. Fuck out of here. My computer just, like, asked me if I want to automatically update. Just closed everything. Sorry. <laughs> I've never had that happen before. So, that's just weird. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about these Mac updates. Like, I just got a Mac maybe, you know, four or six months ago. And this is the first time it was like, hey, you want to automatically update? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, get out of here. What do you mean? Anyway. I'm start over. So we in the year 3230 with it. Vince Staples tweeted of his second album. This is the future. In fact, he's in multiple time zones here. Delivered in his fluent poetic flow, the lyrical references reach back to the 16th century composer Louis Bourgeau. I think that's how you say that. While Bag Bag captures the stark contrast of Staples' present. I pray for new uh, McLarens. Pray the police don't come blow me down because of my complexion. With trap hi hats spread across 70s funk bass lines, 745, and Bon Ira fused into UK gar uh, garage beats, crabs in a bucket. The future is as bold as it is bright. Word up, word up, word up. 
that's what it is, man. Now, for me, uh, I'm just going to go into it, man, while we try and get a, as I said, real talk, man, while we try and get Soul back on the line. Soul's having a lot of technical difficulties today. So we're going to get Soul back on the line. We're going to get right. I mean, but we got to get we got to get the people to show, so that's what we have to do. Um, yep. States, big fish theory. Super psychedelic, youthful, and colorful. Yep. It felt like a mashup of Kanye's Jesus, the life of Pablo, and a good trip off ass, off ecstasy. And a little bit of Too Short was in there. I could hear it. I don't know if you guys could. Yeah. Not my is I mean it's, the album is not my cup of handy by choice, but I definitely, but it definitely has some tracks I would bounce to if they came. Up. It's very short, and it felt like the album was in fast forward the whole time. Like it just it just felt like it was going. So yeah, I mean, but that's that's how I felt about uh Vince Vince Staples Big Fish Theory. Yeah. So man, with us. Yep. Alright, so man, what you think about Vince Staples, Big Fish Theory? Um, he has an interesting style. It's real it's real wild. He uses a lot of like party music. Kinda. And I kinda like the way that he flows on it and I feel like using those different sounds and those different tempos that aren't like normal in rap, in hip hop. It allows him to have a little bit more fun with it. Like he could do shit like, like tracks with gorillas, because of yep. things like that. Yeah. So that gives him a lot more, you know, variation in what he can do as far as work and shit. Word up, word up! I give you that book, man. Your synopsis on Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples. So I really like Vince Staples. Um, he's he he could he could poss- possibly be my new Pusha T. You know, he's real. I, I, I like his style. I like his yeah. style. Yeah, I like his. I really like his style. So, no, me too. Um, the 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 main thing I like about um, I mean Vince Staples is I like his flow. Just like Soul said, like I like how he um doesn't stop. Like like usually a rapper will do you know a couple words and then stop and then take a breath Vince Staples will do like six sentences without stopping and it sounds really good and how he does his cadence he does it every single time so it's really cool I really like it um this album isn't as good as the previous one Summertime 06 um he doesn't have a song on this one as good as North North to me and um but you know I, I, I still I still like as a fan I, I like it Alright, that's what's up, that's what's up. Uh, for me, I, my favorite tracks, uh, I'm stuck between Samo and Yeah Right. Yep. Yeah Right has K-Dot, and Vince's bars are on one. Samo is just that shit-talking uh, Cali banger. Like, that's what I get from that. And you just want to turn up, and like, if I had a lowrider drop top, like, I'd be, I know I would be blasting Samo out the back of that. So it's between those two tracks, like if I'm gonna revisit this album, I'm revisiting it for those two records. But uh Book man, what you think, man? What's your favorite tracks off this album? Uh so the same, so the two that you pick and then I'm gonna t- take uh seven forty five too. Seven forty five. Cool beans, cool beans. Uh Soul, what you think about uh uh what are your favorite tracks? Um I definitely like Yeah Right. It's definitely a dope track. One of those dope ones. I like seven forty five a lot too. 
I like a bag back. Yeah, that was I'm pretty sure yeah. it was used in like a promo for a game or something. I heard it somewhere before. And I like uh, I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out later. And I like love can be. Oh, wow. All right. That's dope. That's dope. All right, man. Well, uh, what's going on? Why, 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 why the uh, why the spotlight's on you, man? What are you rating? What are you rating this album? Vince Staples, Big Fish Theory. What are you gonna rate this album? Um, I am gonna rate this album a. 2.9 mm. So like I said I don't think this was better than Summertime 06 Summertime 06 was really good to me That was my first foray into Vince Staples I didn't um, I didn't listen to the mixtape The Hell mixtape Was it Hell Can Wait I didn't listen to that I got into them at Summertime 06 And I really like Summertime 06 So you know, I, I I would give Summertime 06 like a like a like a three like a four almost, and this one's not as good. All right, no, that's solid, that's solid. Soul man, what are you gonna rate this album? Vince Staples, Big Fish Theory. Lost him. Yeah, I just look. Yeah, Soul's gone again. All right, man, but for me, Vince Staples is one of my favorite people. In the industry He's funny Yeah he's hilarious I, I think I've said it A couple shows ago I think he's hilarious I love his interviews And I love his character He's a dope MC With bars But I think they fall short On this album Which is more uh, Anthematic And chanty Very repetitive Like with a hook And shit like that He does what most of these kids Are doing nowadays while it's, uh, I think it's a catchy album, I, w- I wouldn't pick to put this album on. I would have to give this album three out of five stars. Just because I, I, under- I see his, I like him. I like his artistry. I like what he does. I like his previous projects. And I know his potential is there. But I could give him a solid three out of five for this record. So, man, you there? Soul ain't there, man. So we're gonna have to keep it trucking, man. Uh, this editing is gonna be murder. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep this joint trucking, man. Yeah, we're gonna move into one of Double XL's freshman class uh, nominees, Ugly God, with his highly anticipated the booty tape book, man. If you wouldn't mind reading the editor's notes. For Ugly God and the Booty Tape. Following in the footsteps of fellow internet rap icons like Lil Yachty, I love Mackinan. I hope I said that right. I hate saying his name. Ugly God. McConan? Ugly God. Yeah, Mackinan or McConan. Yeah, yeah McConan. Man. Anyway, um, I always want to say mackerel, like like it's a mackerel. fish or something. It's a fish out the can and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all I want to say every time. Anyway, Ugly Guy's debut mixtape is a playful, carefree affair that tackles trap music from a mellow and playful, playfully juvenile perspective. Uh, fuck Ugly God sees him beating the haters to the punch with a string of hilariously self-deprecating disses while on water he effortlessly skates atop a minimal synth beat 
rattling off aquatic metaphors with all the cheeky charisma of a class clown. Yes. Okay, now, book. I'm gonna start us off with uh, Ugly Gods, the booty tape. Go ahead. Are you me starting? Yeah, you start. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, <sighs> so Ugly God. So he talks about booty a lot on this album. Just, just so you know. Um, the best thing about this album. The best thing about this album is the girl that's saying thanks, ugly God. That's the reason why. <laughs> that is the best the part of the album is thanks, ugly God. <laughs> I swear to God. I was, I was listening to this. I was like, like this is the gimmick right here. Like, is is so so his rapping is not. Terrible. He just makes terrible songs. He's like a poor man's yeah. Quavo, you know. Like he's like Quavo, but he's like Quavo. Yeah, Quavo. Man, you gotta like, get these names. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to correct this man. I don't know. I, I do, do it for hip hop. B, you gotta learn his <laughs> names, Bug. He's a poor man's Quavo. He's a poor man's Quavo. Like he's not that good. He's like you might as well just get Quavo. <laughs> really? <laughs> like seriously. Hurry up and give us the solo album, Quavo. You heard it. Seriously. Word up, word up. I remember, uh, Soul Man, what you think of Ugly God, the booty tape? I fucking hate his name. I hate it so much. <laughs> He's an Everything about his name uh, pisses. It's, it's a gimmick. I don't like it. It's all a gimmick, fam. Like, it's I, like. I want to shoot his A&R right in the foot. I hate his gimmick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of like his sound, though. I kind of like the booty tape. I kind of see why people would like it, though. Yeah, it's just some ignorant hood rat shit. You know? Um, you know, he does have some, like, funny bars. Like, I think one of my favorite tracks is uh, Stop Smoking yeah, We're not, we not on favorite tracks yet. We're not on favorite oh. tracks yet. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Ugly God. And my it's, synopsis uh, for this album. Ugly God. Is the reason the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast exists. So we can suffer back. through this shit <laughs> so that the people don't have to. Seriously. Avoid this super shit record at all costs. It's a bunch of nothing wrapped in nothing with a side of nothing and nothing to wash it down. Why is he even on the double X cup a double XL cover? Because How people is this even possible? <laughs> this goes to further the argument. This album, the booty tape, goes to further the argument that the double XL freshman class and the double XL magazine is completely irrelevant and out of touch with anything that is synonymous with the genre, the brand, and the culture of hip hop. I don't totally agree with you, but I get why you say that. Yeah. Now, uh, Soul, if you would be so kindly, tell us, what is your favorite track off the booty tape? I mean, in defense of Ugly God, you knew this You knew this album was going to be ass. Yes. I had it's called no the booty tape. It's called the booty no tape. It's called I the booty tape, Gray Pharaoh. No clue. <laughs> 
How would you think a tape sound if it was called the booty tape, bro? I don't be booty. Just expect that. It's common sense, man. Should have known the tape was going to be ass because it's in the title. Duh. <laughs> but, um, I think my favorite track is probably No Lies featuring Wiz Khalifa. Because Wiz Khalifa's on the Wiz track. Khalifa's on it, yeah. <laughs> I say, yeah, you don't like the track. You like Wiz Khalifa first. You don't like nothing that has to do with it except for Wiz Khalifa. I mean, I do kind of like yeah, yeah. God's rhyme scene. Yeah, well, what's your I favorite like track it. off the album? We're moving on. No, damn. <laughs> no. But like, yep. but like, you can see why. I mean, like, if I like, if if you can hear that he no. is a Real he's a poor man's quaintance. Real piece of digest. I'm sorry. Ugly God is one cat. Like he's bona fide. Like there's a lot of artists out there that are on the freshman class. Like, dude, I gave Yachty five fucking stars. Yeah, I mean, but, but I don't. I don't care. I don't. I can so understand. I can see likability where there is likability. I can see potential where there's potential. With Ugly God, I see nothing. My favorite track off the Ugly God album is Fuck Ugly God because he eight miles himself because that's all he deserves. <laughs> I like Stop Smoking Black and Miles with your crunchy ass. With your <laughs> <best> ass. <laughs> that shit is funny. <laughs> As a person who enjoys a black and mild every now and then, I was highly offended with that record. <laughs> Turn dusty ass. <laughs> that yeah, shit cracked me up so much. <laughs> but, uh, well, what should we call it, man? Book, man. What, what are you going to rate this album? What are you rating the one? Ugly God <laughs> a one. A one. It's over. Like <laughs> One. Okay. Solid. It gets one star, Ugly God. For somebody who understood what you're all about with your album, you got one star. We lost Soul again, so unfortunately, we're probably not going to get his rating, but I need his rating so I can embarrass him. <laughs> but myself personally, Ugly God, you get no stars. You get several oh, stars on. for this thing <laughs> that you put out. Y'all remember 50 Tyson, the rapper with Down Syndrome nope, or whatever nope, it was? Nope, nope. Nope. 50 nope, Tyson. Nope. I'm not done. I'm not done. No, 50 Tyson no. and Ice JJ Fish have better bars than you. I again, I again award you no stars, ugly God, and may God have mercy on your soul. I take ugly God over Ice JJ any day, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you now you just bugging. And, and, and fifty Tyson too. I mean, come on, man. Like you, I fifty Tyson. Ugly have God is ever, Have you ever? But I get Maybe not fifty Tyson. Maybe too aggressive. Have you ever listened to a bona fide artist like a singer or a rapper cover Ice JJ Fisher's music? No. It's actually good. Hold up. Hold it's up. Not hold hard. Oh, so let me ask you a question. Let someone with talent. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me ask you a bona fide question. I know this might sound crazy, but Ice JJ Fish has music. I thought he was just yelling and screaming the whole time. He's a songwriter. He's a songwriter and producer. I thought he was fucking around the whole time. No, 
he this is serious shit for him and honestly if you listen to actual art people who can actually sing and rap cover his music his songs aren't horrible the delivery of the songs to him is atrocious well the songs aren't horrible Ice JJ Fish, I feel, has more talent in songwriting than Ugly God. So, what are you rating Ugly God's album, mixtape, whatever it is, the booty tape? Um, I give it a three out of five. Wow! Oh my god, I'm about to drop the call on this motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Please do. Please oh do. Oh god, he gave it a three out of five. waiting on you to disconnect me. Yeah. Oh my god, yo. Wow. Three out of five, are you it's it's Sure, it's easy to digest. Nope, 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 nope. Moving on. XXX Tentacion 17. I cannot believe you just gave ugly god. Three out of five stars, bro. Yeah. XXX Tentacion. 17. We're not even going. I'm done. Wow. I'm questioning you as a member of this show. <laughs> XXX Tentacion. Oh, my God. There are no editor's notes. Oh, my God. I wish there were. Yeah, no. Oh unknown, unknown temptation. I watched the interview because I was like, I got to figure out who the hell this kid is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, XXX Tentacion. Uh, he's another double XL rated MC. Uh, you know, I mean, he. I got, a, I got something if you want to read. All right, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Soul Man. If you got a synopsis on XXX himself, yeah, a little, little something, something in reference to the album. I got it from Genius. Uh, the album was it was first announced on his Periscope when he was released on probation in March. Um, he he revealed on one of his Instagram stories that the album is for the depressed ones, the lost ones. His words, quotation, and not for people looking for his hype style of music. Okay. okay. So this was made for the sad sacks. This is made for 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 the press people. Made for the super emo. Yeah. All right. Cool. So let's uh. I mean, basically, I mean, let's let's jump right into it, man. For me, yo, Triple X, man. He uh, what's it called? Triple X has some real issues. And this album doesn't fall short of making those issues known. While the album is extremely short, it leaves you feeling overfull and somewhat overwhelmed at the trials and tribulations in your own life. The catchy melodies, the striking verses on dramatic and uh, often sulcum beats really puts a unique package together uh, book man what, what do you feel about just this album as a synopsis so it's short right and it doesn't need to be any longer than what it is like because it's really dark and like when I first heard about it I mean, when I first listened to it <clears throat> I like 
I like went back to like early Tyler the Creator, and I kind of felt like the same vibes. Even though Tyler's a little more happy, this this kid on this one, he's just dark. He's just, you know, he's just he's just pissed off. He's sad. He's depressed. You know, he seems like he feels like killing himself on this album. So it it was pretty. It was it it wasn't that hard to get through because it sounded good. Like is he like he he makes great sounding music. I tell you that much. But you know, dude got some issues. I heard a song called "Sipping Tea in Your Hood," which is like one of the silliest songs you ever heard by this kid and it sounds nothing like what you hear on this album like his, his youtube and um soundcloud stuff is like way way different check check sipping tea in your hood bro check yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like like if you ever heard pastor troy and the dsgb bro this is like along the same lines but by a 17 year old kid Alright, I feel you. I feel you. But uh, Soul Man, what'd you think, man? What's your synopsis on the uh, on this album, XXX Tentacion Seventeen? Um, it's twenty two minutes. It's a real short tape. It makes it easy to listen. I love short tapes. I don't mind them at all. It's uh, real dark. Really, 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 really heavy. You know, I honestly uh. I wasn't planning on hearing something like that when I started listening to it. I knew he was going to have some some sad shit on it, but I didn't think, like, a whole album worth of it. Word up, word up. I, uh, I, I XXX expected a little bit more from this, to be honest with you. I like, I like that shit, son. <laughs> That's why we call Soul the one-line Optimus Prime. Because when he drops them one-liners, it's just like, boom. But, uh, alright, so man, what's your, uh, do you have a favorite track? What's your favorite track off this album? Um, I have two actually. Uh, number one is, uh, Jocelyn Flores. That's the, uh, that's the single off the album. Yep. Okay. I think it's a really, uh, really that's interesting doing very story. Well on the charts right now. Yeah? yeah ah, nice. Very well. I don't know. Shots to Triple X, man. He's doing the shit. And then, uh, I like Carry On. It feels like a, it feels like a reprise. Okay. Single. Okay. And that's what I like about it. Uh, for me, my favorite tracks are uh, are uh, probably uh, "Revenge" because I'm petty, and "Revenge" is my thing. Uh, <laughs> so now nah, I think now nah, it's just a good sounding record, and uh, what's I'm gonna call it? Revenge is, like I said, for me, Revenge is always, like, the name of the game. I, I really like the record. I like the sound. I like the content. And, uh, but I honestly have to say my favorite whole song would probably have to be Everybody Dies in Their Nightmares. I really, really like that record. Probably really, really dark, but I really enjoy that record and what he's saying in it. Uh, Boog, what um, what what records? What what's your favorite tracks off this uh, album? Um, uh, a, a mash of both of you guys. I like Justin Flores. Um, I like Everybody Dies in Their Nightmares, and I like Carry On. Oh, word up, that's fly, that's dope, that's dope. I like I like how we uh we kind of uh I noticed man since this show started we started doing reviews where all our tastes are kind of starting to I'm noticing our tastes are all starting to kind of meld with certain things 
You think so? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting I mean, to notice. I'm paying attention. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Starting to pay attention to it. But uh, um, my overall synopsis, uh, XXX Tentacion gave us 11 tracks that spanned it only 22 minutes. While it was a full, while it was full of emotion, and it left you feeling complete, I still feel like it somewhat missed the mark. I would have much rather had. I would have much rather had him put a lot of the similar content together and just kind of like maybe switch the beats up back and forth to make larger records and just make this an EP rather and then give us a full album later I understand he's not really the type of artist to do that but I would have preferred that especially given how full this album and how heavy this album was he could have gave us the same amount of weight and emotion in six or seven tracks. He didn't have to do it in 11. I would give this project a 3.5 out of 5. Uh, nice. And then you gave Ugly God zero? Right. <laughs> what? Ugly <laughs> God deserves no stars. And may God have mercy on his soul. The real God, not the Ugly God. <laughs> you anyway. guys don't like Ugly. And God don't like ugly. <laughs> <laughs> See, so that nigga screwed. <laughs> Cause God don't like ugly. That nigga screwed. <laughs> uh, uh, soul man, what you give this album? Uh, I gave a uh, seventeen, a two point eight out of five. Wow. Okay. Okay. I expected more. Okay, kind of slow me a little down. I guess this album perfect for me because I'm a little sad. <laughs> Boog, man, how you feel about this album? So, I, so I like the way this one sounded. Um, I'm not really depressed right now, so this was the album wasn't for me. He said that you know if you ain't really ready to get into my mind, just turn this shit off. But I listened to it. Um, I will give this. I will definitely give this a solid three. You know, just because you know, it's just not my. It's just not my cup of tea. But like I like, I think that it was good and short. It, he knew it was heavy, so he made it twenty minutes, which was which was really good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. I bet, man. Well, let's uh, what's some call, man? We gonna keep this moving, man. Next album. We, I told y'all, quote, man, I told y'all, we coming at y'all with massive albums, reviews. We've been, we've been away. Now we're back. Vacations are over. So we coming at y'all with a lot of content. So let me just stop right now, cut in the middle, and just say, if you want to hit us up, hit up the show. Let us know. I do it for hiphop1 at yahoo.com. If you want to uh, jump in on any of these albums comment on them let us know how you feel let us know what you think what's your rating them what's your favorite tracks i do it for hip-hop one at yahoo.com all right now we're going to keep this joint man we're going to get into action bronson blue chip seven thousand Book man, if you don't mind reading the editor's notes for Action Bronson in his album Blue Chips Seven Thousand. 
As a trained chef, Action Bronson knows the value of seasoning. On the mic, the Queen's MC has always cut his swagger and braggadocio with valuable splashes of humor and self-awareness. Maintaining that recipe, his latest maintaining that recipe, his latest marks of luxurious living include memory foam mattresses, let it rain, pretzels, Rick Ross, collaboration 9247000 and calling limo services to rhyme over uh, their whole music in La Luna. Um, when they're not cold, when they're not cold from phone calls, the rich beats and samples are drawn deep from the crates, matching the lyrics for their compelling mix of accessibility and invention. Word up, word up. So, man, what you think, man? Action Bronson, Blue Chips 7000. Well, I've always kind of been a fan of Action Bronson. I've heard him, like, in features on a lot of other things. Like, I've heard him on some of Mac Miller's tracks. I think I've heard him on some shit from Dash Racist a while back. So he's always been dope to me. I've never listened to any of his projects as a whole because, you know, I just haven't been looking out for the cat like that. But um, I definitely do like his beat selection a lot. What did you, uh, what did you call it? Great 1970s black exploitation music? <laughs> word up, word up, word up, word up, word up. Word up. Semi, Man, semi, 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 semi. I like that. <laughs> oh, sorry for stealing it from you. But, uh, um, but I like his... Uh, Another thing that I liked about him was, you know, just the way that he sounded on the beats that he chose. I like the way he tells his stories. I like his uh, his luxury rap style, you know, calling up to stretch limo, playing games on the yacht, filet mignon and the steaks and all that stuff. <laughs> very, 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 uh culinary full album but uh, <laughs> I like that I like that I like that who is like for me uh who uh my synopsis was honestly who would have thought Action Bronson would have survived the Ghostface Killer onslaught seriously but he did and oh, this yeah. album is proof of it Blue Chip 7000 uses use of 70s black exploitation production combined with Action Bronson's metaphoric, sometimes comical, sometimes serious, but never taken serious bars are very enjoyable. It's just something about him talking about punch you in the face while eating a piece of chicken that just nullifies any threatening nature from him. Uh, his voice, his punchlines are the essence. His voice and his punchlines are the essence of what made hip hop what it is today. Just having a good time is what I mean by that. Really, like Axel Bronson, really genuinely seems like he's enjoying life. But book man, what do you think? Action Bronson's album, Blue Chips, seven thousand. Well, I don't like Action Bronson at all, right? <laughs> so, He's a hater. I, I remember when I first heard Action Bronson, I heard him um, Static Selector. And um, him and Joey Badass. I got introduced to Joey Badass and Action Bronson at the same time. And they were, you know, up and coming. And I'm like, oh, these two dudes are going to put out albums? This is going to be crazy. And Joey, I still love Joey. 
And Action Bronson put out that album, Mr. Wonderful Man, and it was like, yo, what? Like, I thought this dude was good. Like, he's really good on mixtapes. He's really good on the on 16. Album-wise, he underwhelms me, bro. Like, I cannot do his stories, bro. I can't do the, yo, the chef started clapping. He put the duck at the table. Like, I just can't, I can't do it, son. Like, I can't handle it. <laughs> hate it, bro. Hate it. Bro. They the turn Bam Bam Chinese, and that's fine with me. Like, I can't <laughs> do it. I can't do it. <laughs> but, but, like you, but, like you said, he has some of the most creative beats. He's super creative. You know, he's so, he doesn't sound bad. I just don't like his style on an album. Like, so, if he, if he, if, if I catch him on um, one of these, like, like you say, great black sport, uh, 70s black exploitation beats, if I catch him on one of those and he got a 16 on it, he's a feature, and coming on at the end, he, he'll probably just kill it. I love him. But for album, I, I can't I can't do that, Cat, man. Oh, man. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> I imagine you feel that way, man, because I really enjoyed this album. I really did. Uh, for me, uh, what's I'm call it? It was hard to narrow down my favorite track when I like so many parts of so many of the records, and the fact that the production to me was on point. Like Action Bronson's album, like if I could rap bars, this is the type of production I would want my album to sound like. Mm-hmm. But my my one standout track is probably Hot Peppers. I really like Hot Peppers. I love whenever uh, reggae's used properly in hip-hop. And what I mean by properly is you actually get a Jamaican person to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so... <laughs> so not, not, not the shit that Drake does. Not the shit that not Drake that does. Shit. Not the shit that Party Next Door does. Not the shit that Tory Lanez does. What about yeah. Young Thug? Not the shit that Young Thug does. <laughs> Even though, yo, shout out, yo, can I just shout out, uh, CY612, uh, at CY612, CY of the Black Astronauts Podcast, because he put me on the Calvin Harris's, uh, album, and Young Thug had on there, and that joint goes so hard. All I do is walk around the house talking about diamond soda, diamond shining on her like a glass of lemonade, like the way Young Thug says that. Is just hilariously awesome to me. So shouts to CY on the Black Astronauts podcast. If you want to find him, it's at CY612. Good looking out on Put Me On to That Record. Uh, called? Not the sidetrack. But yeah, Hot Peppers, definitely my favorite track. It's just, uh, like I said, it's just the one that stands out the most when I come to this, back to this album. Between that and Rick Ross's uh, track with Rick Ross, uh, but more more so Hot Peppers. But uh, book man, what you think? What you like off the uh, off this album? La Luna. La Luna. That's it. That's it. That's it. Even now, I mean, but I mean, what is it you like about La Luna? That's the only one. That's the only one I was like, you know what? I'm a rock with this one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What you like about it? Like the speakerphone type of thing? What did you like about it? The concept? I like the track. I, I like the concept. The like concept the track. was good. Okay. The track was good. I like I just it was simple. I liked it. Okay. Alright, alright. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So man, what you think? Action Bronze um, Blue Chip seven thousand. My favorite track? Uh probably chop chop chop. 
Hell yeah, hell yeah. Chop 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 is definitely dope. Alright, so let's uh let's go let's keep it moving, man. Let's get let's keep the wheels going, man. So for me, Blue Chip seven thousand is a throwback to the classic era of hip hop. Thirteen tracks, but only thirty eight minutes. Uh these massively short albums uh seem to be becoming the trend of the time because this is what the fourth album the fourth album we've done and it still hasn't had an album that's been like really over an hour uh, mm-hmm. so i guess this is something we got to get used to i think action bronson really delivers on every track this is probably the only track that i could put on and just play the records play every record and just sit back and enjoy and have a good time with it so uh i give action bronson a four out of five stars I think he put out a real above, a step above solid record. But uh, book man, what, what, what are you rating, Action Bronson? I mean, I ain't gonna be a total hater, so I'm gonna give him a three. Wow, that's solid. That's nice. Thank you. Sir. <laughs> All right, but uh, let's call the soul man. What you giving? What you rating? Uh, I'm gonna give Action Bronson the three point six. Three point six stars. Action Bronson, man, I think Action Bronson right now is leading the uh, he's leading the charge on all the albums. Highest ratings across the board, I think. Board, I think so far. But, uh, what should we call it, man? Let's uh, let's keep this joint moving, man. We're gonna go into ASAP Ferg. With still thriving. My bad, I'm typing it in myself. ASAP Ferg with still thriving. How the hell did I miss that one? You did not listen to ASAP Ferg. No, I listened to it. Oh. I just didn't like. I must have deleted it or something. Oh. I don't like him, but so. <laughs> like, straight up. Straight like I, I well I got I got shit to say about ASAP Bob anyway. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. Yo, fuck, man. You, wanna, you wanna read the editor's notes on ASAP Ferg? I don't know what that was. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so ASAP Ferg has come a long way since his days of hustling to sell threads. And as the title of his second mixtape attests, he's never taking any of his success for granted. Still striving, finds Fur going as hard as ever and bringing some friends along for the ride. Fellow Harlem legend Cambron adds some lurid raps to the chest-thumping rubber band man while the slow-riding nasty Hudat calls Migos up to bat for some slick back-to-back verse trade-offs. Word up, word up, word up. Uh, so man, why don't you go in, man? How'd you feel about uh, ASAP Ferg? ASAP Ferg's album still thriving. It was alright. I don't like it too much, honestly. Had a lot of features on it, but none of the artists that were featured I was really like a fan of. Like he had Davies. Davies was alright. Both did his thing. Uh. Meek Mill was Meek Mill, but all these other motherfuckers, I I, I could care less. Um, it was a real simple pace, 
Ferg has a real different sound compared to the rest of the ASAP mob. But I mean, that doesn't make him better, per se. Word up, word up. Nah, I, I like that he had um, I like that he had some variations in the song stylings, so it wasn't like the same shit yeah, all the way through. Act, it actually didn't all sound the same like a lot of these albums we get lately. Mm-hmm. Right, word up, word up. But uh, book man, what you think, man? ASAP Ferg. You want me to say you for last? I'm gonna say you nah, for last. Nah, nah, nah. They say nah, you nah, last. Nah, you said you want to go in on this. Let me say you for last. Let me say you for last. He's gonna do a whole super rant. I'm not going in. I'm just <laughs> gonna say something really fast because I don't mean like I never really liked. I never really liked ASAP Ferg. Um, he's just been all right to me. I do like his voice though. He has a really commanding voice. Pretty good for rap. So I, I can I can dig that part about him. Um, but his his style, his 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 bars, his his delivery, ne- never really been a fan. And he has way too many features, bro. Like this is like. Every single track, every single track. It's like a compilation album. It is a compilation album. All but two tracks have a feature. It's ridiculous. So you know. Yeah, uh, I get that. I get that. But uh, uh, for me, um, with this album still thriving, ASAP Ferg continues the ASAP tradition of blending the sounds of Atlanta, Miami, and of course uh, New York City hip hop. Well, I've never been a fan of anybody in the ASAP crew. After listening to this album, I can see their appeal. Ferg's bars and many features are solid, but nothing jumps out at me. Uh, my, my favorite tracks uh, will probably be, have to be a mix between uh, Nasty, Who Dat, which is uh, influenced by JT Money's 2000 hit featuring Soleil, who that of the same name, basically. I heard that. I heard yeah. that. Who that? Who that? That was my shit back in the day too. <laughs> they uh, took the uh, the video was the was uh, the scheme of face off, and my man was in jail. Ooh, come on, son! I know everything about that song. But uh, and then uh, I always uh, I always liked the record Who That. And then my big thing, the main record, probably my favorite record, ultimately off the album, is probably I'm probably gonna have to go with East Coast Remix, featuring fucking everybody. Cause uh, that beat bangs, Buster's on it, and he never fails to deliver, as well as uh, just a fucking slew of other artists. Like everybody's on that record, and they all hit. Except for French Montana. <laughs> French Montana was on that? Yeah, and it was hard. Yeah. His, his verse was, uh, yeah. If I could delete that, his verse from the record, I would. Wow, that but, uh, goes to show you how whack that verse was. I don't even remember it. Yeah, but, uh, Book, man, what you think, man? What's your favorite, uh, track off this, uh, record? ASAP Bird, Still Thriving. I mean, East Coast Remix. I can't, I can't turn down anything with Busted Rhymes on it. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might not be a, a full AT alien after all. He's got hope. He's got Oh my hope. goodness. <laughs> the chaser of waterfalls has hope that one day he will turn They are oh, fucking <laughs> they're fucking man made fucking little sprinkler shits. They like waterfalls, but they're not a real waterfall. <laughs> Alright, bro. All right, it's whatever, man. It's whatever, man. Soul man. What you think, man? What's your, what's your favorite track off this record? A lot of uh, East Coast remix. A lot of feedback coming. There you go. 
Hello? What's your favorite record off this album? Uh, East Coast Remix. Alright, cool beans, cool beans. That's what's up. Hands down, you know, Buster Rhymes did his thing. Fucking killed. They changed the whole dynamic of the song for me, honestly. Oh, hell Dave yeah. East did his shit, too. You know, Rick Ross went in. Snoop Dogg was dope. Yeah, Snoop Dogg was a surprise on that record. I did not expect to hear Snoop Dogg come through in that. Yeah, especially not for a track title, East Coast, you know? Yeah, really. But they went all over the map for that one. I liked it. All right, but, uh, man, uh, so, Soul, man, what, what you think? What's your overall synopsis to this album? Overall, I'd have to say, for an album like this, you know, it was good. I still liked uh, his previous album a lot better, Always Strive and Prosper. This one was really too feature heavy for me. Not too many memorable tracks. They all kind of sound the same. Am I giving my final? Or was this just an overall? Your final final stars. Oh, Fergie gets a 25. Boog, man, what's your uh, what's your final rate? You know, matter of fact, Boog, I'm gonna save you to the end. <laughs> save him till after ASAP, Bob. We'll do the ASAP Ferg gets a solid 3.5 stars. Uh, three stars. Damn. I'm sorry, not 3.5. I apologize. ASAP Ferg gets a solid three out of five stars. As I said, the ASAP crew. ASAP, any of them, never really appealed to me, but I can see their appeal, especially if you're in a club or you're in a party setting. Ferg definitely has some tracks that I will be revisiting, and but he has, but like his skippables are like bona fide skippables. Never want to hear him again. Yeah, I never want to hear him. But like he, but like I said, I can see when some of these tracks come on, if they come on in a party or in a club, like they're really gonna knock. And that's why I give him a three out of five stars. Look, what do you rate ASAP Ferg? One and a half, son. Oh, why? Why one and a half? Because it's, because it's not that good. Like, like it's just not good. So like. He's a little bit better than Ugly Guy to me. <laughs> better than Zero. Shit. Yeah. Damn. Better, better <laughs> than Ugly Guy. Zero. <laughs> God damn. Alright, 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 alright. So we're gonna, uh, what's we call man? Let's keep it moving, man. Yo, we're gonna, we're gonna go into, we're gonna go into Ace Hood. Ace Hood with his, uh, first debut album off of, um, off of We The Best Music. His first album not being on We The Best Music. Trust the process. Boog, man. There are no editor's notes. So nope. if you want to just go in on the record album, trust the process. I got so, something for you. Oh, okay. hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You got something for a soul? 
Yeah, if they're in the album review, there's a genius review. Um, here it goes. Ace Hood has been struggling with his own demons. For the, fast, for the past few years, he feels that nobody is really seeing his vision or really listening to him. He's not as mainstream as rappers like Meek Mill, Kodak Black, Drake, etc. He feels he deserves a spot, but regardless of how popular he is and his music is, he's not getting yet. He is trusting the process, hence the title of the album, Trust the Process. Yeah, I feel him. I feel him, man. But uh, all right. So yeah. So book, man. What you uh, what you think about Ace Hood? So I've like I've liked Ace Hood, Ace Hood since the first time I heard him. So he, uh, you know, he's he's from Miami, right? Yes. I believe so. Yeah. So I was like, this kid can really he can really rap. Like he he's not like everybody else. So I really was happy to hear this album. I was happy to hear him come back out again. Um, I feel like I could listen to this two, three times. Like I like this is a very mature album. I feel, I feel like, dude, um, really showed um, what he is about and kind of showed his personality, who he is, what he's been through, you know. And I, I, I appreciate that. Um, he had really dope beats, and um, yeah, I like, I like when I when I finished this one, I was like, I probably could run that one right back. So, wow, okay. Uh, what's it called? For me, man, uh, I think, uh, as, as I said before, this is Ace Hood. I think his first major project since, uh, leaving Khaled and Leader Best Records. And I think it was definitely understandable why he would want to leave a label like that and strike out on his own. Cause, you know, uh, and I've, al- I've always liked Ace Hood. I felt like, like he was all, I felt like he was always underappreciated. Since his launch, I think he came out at a horrible time. He came out at yeah. the t- he came out at a time when Little Wayne was at his peak, and yep. he just looked like a fake a fake Little Wayne. <laughs> to, to, I mean, now, I'm not saying that because I actually liked Ace Hood. I'm saying that that's what was always interpreted. He was when I whenever I talk to people from the outside, they always say this, that those same comments. Oh, that's that's the that's the carbon copy Little Wayne. That's the fake Little Wayne. You know what I mean? But so for him to want to get away from Khaled, who was definitely heavy on Lil Wayne features at the time, and shit like that, I understand. Uh, this album, unfortunately, uh, is not gonna do it for me. I'm used to hearing uh, Ace Hood with a lot of high energy, a lot of high energy features for Khaled earlier, and and also his earlier projects. I think this album falls super flat and is just downright boring. There's no ups and downs. It's all downs. His energy never really goes above, let's say, maybe a four of ten. I think it's very flat out. But Soul, what do you think about the uh, the album by Ace Hood? Trust the process. Um, I definitely have to agree with you there. His energy levels are really down throughout this album. He's definitely really in a mellow state. You can tell. Um, I do like his sound though. His uh his rhyme scheme definitely brings me uh back to something reminiscent of like the golden age of rap, like late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I appreciate how he expressed his flexibility and his styles throughout the different tracks. You know, that's something that you don't really get to see from a lot of these rappers nowadays. And for him to show that, you know, I thought that was real dope. 
Word up, word up, word up. All right, so Soul Man, while we on you, man, what's your uh, what's your favorite track off the album? Um, I really like Life After. Okay. I like the story that he tells. You know, he's talking about you know time spent after he left with uh left we did best music. You know, he didn't have much to fall back on at that time. Talks about how he's on to come up to you know coming back into the game. Word up, word up. It's definitely dope. Book man, what you think? What you think? Of, uh, what do you think is your favorite track off this album? Um, so I got a couple. I like to whom main concern. Um, I like the bomb and ego trip. Oh, cool ego trip. Yeah, that's definitely ego trip. Ego trip is my favorite track off the album. I like when I love when he says something about uh. He says something about like staying humble and having humble vibes, and then like a bar later, he's talking about call me your highness. <laughs> <laughs> like if that is the most opposite shit I've ever yeah. heard. Like, yeah, I stay humble with humble vibes, and like I said, bar later, call me your highness. Word up. But uh, what's wrong? my album synopsis? Uh, my 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 rating for this album. Uh, and my reasoning why Trust the Process is another short album and a boring one to put extremely forgettable and low energy much like Stally uh, Ace Hood you gotta do better give a classic what the fuck did I write oh no, nah, my fault give us the classic hood that we fell in love with that never got a real chance to shine this project only gets you 1.5 out of 5 stars. That's mainly because I expected a lot more energy and you didn't. So I agree with you on the energy tip though. Like I definitely definitely feel you on that. I just like I just I just like hearing I just like hearing the story though. No, I, I, like I said, I'm not knocking you on that, but so what, what do you no, rate out? I am going to rate this album um, I'm going to give it a 3 mm. wow. Solid 3 Cool, cool, cool Soul man What's good man What you rating this album by Ace Hood oh, um, Ace Hood's pretty good I'm going to give it a 3.5 Like Book said I, I like how he told the story Okay, cool, 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 cool. Alright so I guess that's that man So let's uh we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it moving uh we're gonna go right into the uh what's the next album we're gonna cover uh kodak black another one of our uh double xl candidates kodak black with his album uh project baby two and you don't like him do you not not in the slightest <laughs> you don't like anything that's double XL freshman. I know, right? Like, I like Amine. I like Amine. I'm you like Amine for, better. I like, like Amine. Like Amine better wait, than XXX. I like XXX. I like. I'm waiting for uh, what's him called Kyle to drop his record because I really love I Spy. I love the album you put. I like. I like the album you put out last year. So it's like there's a couple cats that I actually like. I think. I think between Kyle and Amine. They're the two most complete or finished artists on this year's Double XL uh, roster. Yeah, XXX is he—he he has the highest ceiling, though. 
I th- yeah, I think XXX definitely has the highest potential out of all of them. But I think yeah. the most, like, whose who's albums do I expect to come out and be good and ready to go? XXX, and I'm waiting for Kyle. Uh, not X, I'm sorry, not X, it's Amine, which he delivered on. I really enjoy, I think we all really enjoyed Amine's album for the most part. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm just waiting for Kyle, because that's oh, yeah. the track with Yachty, I Spy. Who wasn't feeling I Spy? Come on. Uh, I Spy was dope. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, Kodak Black? Mm. Wow. <laughs> what a surprise. Kodak Black's album wasn't horrible. I never liked his voice, and I still don't. But the album actually has some content. His voice gives me a real Lil Boosie vibe, just a lot more nasally and whiny. Unfortunately, uh, there are times when I can't even understand what the fuck he's saying. It's like he just stopped speaking English. <laughs> I can't get a bone and I and you just don't it just sounds like sound. Because you ain't from down here, son. <laughs> oh, so you from down there. You heard him admit it, right, Soul? You heard him admit it, right, Soul? No, no, no. He's trying to flip it now. You heard what he said. He, you ain't from down here. Claiming it, yo, waterfall chaser. It claims all your life. Claim every aspect of your life, AT alien. But uh, what you call it? Uh, here's another. I think he's another album that's very flat. Where's the turn up? For he's somebody, flat anyway, though. It's like when I watch, I've never listened to uh, Kodak Black music. I watched his Double XL freestyle. It was very energetic. So I thought that's the type of artist he was. I've never heard him in a song where he wasn't just like chilling and flat. I mean, but uh, I struggled to get through this album. Uh, We start recording usually at 930. I think at 815, I was just turning this album on. It's so long. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, basically listen to like one verse and I will move on. Then the next verse yeah. and I'd move on. I like, could, what the hell? I did not enjoy this record. I thought it was bad. In term, in terms, sonically, I thought it was bad. Content-wise, he actually has something to say, and that surprised me. That he actually has something. He has worries. He has, you know, he worries about his daughter, his his kid, his son. He worries about his mom. He worries about his man's. And he actually has something solid and concrete to say. Extremely surprising for me. But uh, what's some call it? Uh, Boogman, what, what you got to say about uh, Kodak Black? Uh, just like you said, man, he's not only just talking shit on his album. Like he actually. Has something to say. I, I, mean, I got. I feel like I got a chance to know him a little bit on this album about what he's about. Um, so can't do his voice when he raps, right? Because just like you said, great he do that. He does that nasal thing, and you know what the hell he's saying. Um, and it, so since I, I've, since since I went to school down here, when I first when I first uh, came to Atlanta, I didn't know what anybody was saying. Like it was. I kept saying, "Huh, huh, huh." It was it was so hard for me to understand hey, hey, yo, these do, folks do, down here. Do, now, yo, boo, yo, you gotta do the Atlanta I'm thing. I'm not that you doing do. it. Do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, do it. Do it. Do it. You just did it. <laughs> now you gotta do it, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> anyway, here we go. So, Boog used to clown them AT aliens when he was down there. <laughs> he would come out and throw back. I can't say what good that's on But um. But yeah, so I like it when he sings, though. He sounds good when he sings for some reason to me. 
I like. I guess I like that nasally, whatever the hell he does. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I think it sounds pretty. I I think I see why people like him because he's he's a pretty real he's real dude. He's young, so. Okay, no, that's I uh, said that's dope. I understand that. Uh, so, what's good, man? What you think about uh, Project Baby Two by Kodak Black? It's a long ass album. Probably the least favorite out of the ones that we reviewed, only because it was so fucking long. Like you said, it was just a struggle to listen to. Yeah. Um, Content-wise, he's definitely uh, definitely does have some stuff to say. That's what I really liked about it. I mean, he's not just you know spending the whole month. And what's it called? Can I add? That you guys keep saying long ass album. It was only an hour and six minutes. Bruh, the shit we've been listening to been like 20, it, 30 it's minutes. Like, when you really <laughs> think about it, Kodak actually put out, if this was 10 years ago, yeah, Kodak put, on, put out a short album. He like, did. <laughs> yeah, he did, because all the songs are it. like, I mean, back then the songs were like five, six minutes long, yeah. you know, 15, 16 tracks on the album. Yeah, he actually put out a full body of work, and it's considered yeah. a, what we would consider as "quote unquote" old heads a full body of work. For young heads, this is considered a long album. Yes, because when Common puts I mean, out ten track albums, I'm always pissed. Always. <laughs> oh man, we about to do for some Common music too. Common, come on, man, hit us up, give us something. But uh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Alright, so, uh... I mean to cut you off, so... Yeah, my bad, my bad. Oh, no, no, it's cool, it's cool, I guess, yeah. I mean, you know, it just felt really, really long. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, word up, word up. Uh, so, man, do you have a favorite track off this album? Uh, Rollin' Peace. Rollin' Peace. That's featuring, uh, Triple X, right? That's the one featuring Triple X? Yeah. Word up, word up. That's dope, that's dope. Bug, do you have a favorite track off this album? Um, Unexplainable. Okay, solid. Unexplainable. Cool. All right. I don't have a favorite track. I don't like anything off this album. <laughs> <laughs> so again, as soon as review was done, I'm deleting this album from my iTunes account. And oh, I'm never listening to this again. But <laughs> <laughs> I can see why people like him. <laughs> I still can't. I still can't, just sound-wise. Uh, I think this is yet another album from another artist that verifies that the, XXL, that the hype that the XXL freshman class gives artists is undeserving. I just don't... I don't see it for Kodak Black. I think XXL got it wrong again. I think Kodak Black is one of the reasons why as soon as the cover comes out, now XXL executives have to run to the radio in order to explain themselves. And that's that. In terms of Kodak Black getting a rating, if uh Ugly God got no stars for horrible bars and zero content, I'll give him I'll give him one point five because he had horrible bars with content. His bars weren't horrible. Horrible, right? I don't think it was horrible. I'll give him a two. Just to be nice. He gets a two out of five. You, you, you can stick with your one, son. 
No, I give him one point five. Hey, no, I'll, be nice. I'll be nice and I'll give him. I'll give him a two. I can. I can. I can give him a two. I can give him that extra point five for the surprise factor that actually had content that I wasn't expecting. I really thought I was gonna get from Kodak Black what I got from Ugly Guy. I thought I was gonna get the exact same type of shit. Oh yes, I knew I wasn't getting that. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna get the exact. I can give him two stars based off the fact that. This was solely because he was a surprise. He, he snuck attacked me. Punched me right in the jaw. Bow. Gotcha, bitch. You know what I mean? So, I take the hit. But, uh, Soul Man, what you think? What you, what you rating, uh, Kodak Black, Project Baby 2? I gave him, gave him a 2.8. 2.8. I bet, bet. 2.8. Uh, book. The Hardy album. Hardy. <laughs> I'll definitely I'll give I'll give it a two point five because he does he he doesn't sound bad he sounds pretty good I can see why people like him um, he had pretty good he had definitely good content on this album and you know I, I don't I don't think that I'll be listening to it again um, I think that he possibly has some room to grow we'll see in the next couple of years so two point five you can't take it away that he is improving. He is. His last project, painting pictures, to now. Yes. yes, absolutely. Wait, he's getting better? Yes. I think he's improving. Oh, you yeah. don't think so? That is not good. <laughs> wow. I think he's That's getting better. Getting better? What, you yeah. want him to stay garbage? Uh, dude, I've never listened to anything from him to even know that he's actually getting better. You didn't he's listen that, to painting pictures? That he was worse than this. That's all I. That's all I'm hearing. I told you to fucking listen to painting pictures, and you didn't. No, I, you're right. Oh, I did, and I'm still glad I did. All right, so let's move on to ASAP Mob, Book's favorite record of the day. ASAP <laughs> <laughs> Mob, Book, man, do you want to oh, be man. the editor's notes for ASAP Mob? Let me pull it up, man. Fucking ASAP mob. Cozy tapes. Anyway, um, released less than a year from Cozy Tapes Volume 1, ASAP Mob's second summit is a stylish testament to the powers of the crew album, featuring a fat guest list including Frank Ocean, Quavo, Playboy Cardi, Gucci Mane, and Little Yachty. Cozy Tapes Volume 2, like the series first edition leans heavy on the heavy on ASAP Rocky and Ferg, but also showcases 12E, Coziest, Nas, and Ant. The crew cut feels so good. At, at its best, the album captures the crowded house vibe of a bunch of talented, imaginative guys practically tripping over each other to get to the mic. The the manic, the maniac. Oh, I'm tripping. The maniac. What happens? The star-studded raft. I hate when they fucking do that because that shit is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so dumb when they put this shit in like uh, parentheses. Are you mad, man? Fuck me up so much. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so do you want me to just uh, talk about ASAP? Mob? I ain't got. I ain't really got much to say, but I got something to say. Go ahead, man. Look, man, what you feel about the ASAP Mob? Cozy Tapes 2. So, I don't know Speaking much face. about ASAP Mob, right? I don't know much about them. I don't know where they're all from. Um, Harlem. They're all from Harlem. I assume, yeah, that's what I said. I assume they're all from Harlem, right? That's what I assume. 
But um, listening to this, I couldn't fucking tell. Like I can never tell all these guys from Harlem. <laughs> very down, very down self record. Like super. I was like, what the hell is this? But um, I can tell from listening to this why Rocky and Ferg are the top guys. <laughs> like, you could like, definitely tell everybody else uh, they just just grew up with them and are cool there, with them. Man. Like, they just mm-hmm. care, bruh. So these dudes are terrible, bro. Like, like, like the rest of them are are bad. And so this this is my quote. This is it's not that crazy, but this is my quote. This is the first thing I thought of when I finished this album. Um, when Kendrick says it, he says, "Your homeboys, your block that you're from, boo boo." They suck. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of when I first when I first finished this album. I was like, man, these dudes. And I, I mean, and you know, I, 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 think I was just really taken aback by, um, one, I thought they were from Harlem and they don't sound like it, and two, they just, you know, they just kind of mediocre. No, I w- definitely, definitely, I understand what you're saying. And you, and you can totally tell when Rock Fur get on the track because it's like a whole different person. Like, it's like a whole different. It's a whole different vibe to the record. All of a sudden, when one of them get on the track, the record actually has potential to be good. And then once they stop rapping, you remember, oh shit, I'm listening to an ASAP mixtape of all. Yes. Like as soon as they stop rapping, you remember that there is somebody else there, like 12 E, and it's like, yeah, this is gonna happen for another like 40 <laughs> minutes or so. Like you just know, like this is gonna keep coming. Not a fan, obviously, of uh, the uh, the cozy tapes. I wasn't a fan of ASAP Ferg, like to, you know, to that to that level. Uh, I could definitely. I mean, most of these records are skips for me. I'm never gonna return to this. I don't see the appeal of them. As I I do, I agree with book sentiment. Definitely, Rocky and Ferg are the reason why anybody's on at all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Soul Man, what you think? What's your What's your feelings on the record? ASAP Mob. Like you said, man, most of the songs are really forgettable. Um, I think one thing that I like is that they have like cats, like uh, cats like Playboy Cardi on the album. You got cats like uh, like Lil Lucy Bird on the album. And a lot of motherfuckers on this damn album. Why? Why is Playboy Cardi all over the album though? Yeah, really. Like I, I thought he was an ASAP for at one like, point. He's not, but I don't know. I guess him and Rocky are just like BFFs or whatever. So, dear man, you want this check? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it was um, definitely a really feature heavy. Like I felt like it kind of took away from, you know, hearing. ASAP Mob actually rap because like everyone and their grandma was on this album. Yeah. Word up, word up, word up. Alright, uh book man, you got a favorite track off this album? Um where is it at? I have it. Um uh Periath. Periath, okay. Alright, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Alright, Soul, favorite track off the album. Wrath. Wrath. Mm. Dope, dope, dope. My favorite track off the album is 
school bus skit in last day of school. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I love how it starts, and I love that it's over. <laughs> you sound like my son when I tell when I, when I took him to um I took him to a play one time, and I was like, "What's your favorite part?" When we left. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I felt about the record. I'm happy when it started. It was comical. And I'm happy it was over. I wish I would have got some school bus skits in between to help break up the monotony, the monotony of garbage and trash in between. My, my, my song was not called Perrier. It was called Perrier. Yeah, I know, I know what song you were talking about. But it's cool. Yeah. yeah. See, I wasn't going to play you. I wasn't going to correct you. I was just going to let you live. Word. Yeah, but uh, what's no, yeah, that's it. Uh, book, but yeah, what, what would you rate the uh, what would you rate the album Cozy Tapes? ASAP Mob. A one. One. I have to uh, concur with my compadre and give it a one. So, what you think about the album? Put a two point two. Two point two. Oh, that's adorable. Alright, now, it's time for us to get into the peas de resistance. This is what this night has been boiling down to, fellas. Are you ready? Yep. Little Uzi Vert. I'm it. Love is rage too. Book, if you don't mind reading the album notes or the editor's notes from iTunes for Little Uzi Vert. Got you, son. Love is rage too. All right. Um, they have a word at the beginning. I don't know. It's called a ver. Vertinagus? Vertinagus? Some shit like that. Yeah. Never, never seen that word before. I gotta look it up when I get done with this. Gone viral stage dive at 2017's Rolling Loud Festival upheld Uzi's claims to claim to being a rock star. On Love is Rage 2, he engages one of Rock's other key tropes, uh, peering into the abyss. With his sharply melodic flow, he makes plenty of allusions to his success, comparing his diamonds to Pharrell's over the video game bleeps of Pharrell before trading triumphant verses with the man himself on Neon Guts. However, he also peels back some layers of an unsettled soul confronting the pain of a broken relationship on uh, Philly's Mutual and Exo Tour Life 3. Word up, word up, word up. All right, man. Soul, what you think? Coming to the close, man. Big finish, man. What you think of Uzi Vert's album, Love Is Rage Two? Why'd you say this for the last? That's all I'm thinking, man. Because I, know, right? I think this is the biggest hyped album. This was the, this and XXX Tentacion are the two biggest albums that they had the biggest hype around them. I mean, you figure you figure I don't this like album. Got pushed back a couple, a bunch of times. Had a release date issues. Had a lot of drama behind it. So I saved it for the end. Yeah, easily could have swapped these two. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I don't. I don't like music. I don't like his sound. 
he 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 found his niche lane and people out there like him. Good on him. He's hashtag boring as fuck for me. All his tracks sound the same. Um, one thing that I do like that he does is that he um he exposes you know emotional issues and uh, mental health issues and things like that in the rap game. And I feel like he was one of the first of this generation to really start like pushing that kind of an envelope alongside like Yachty and XXX. Okay, word up, word up. Yeah, I'll I'll stop him again. It was a shit things with more substance than this. He shits things with more substance. Shit things. Yeah. That's what he said. said. (laughs) One line. Boom. He just dropped bars on you. We dropped it. We should, man, I should have saved you for last if he was going to say that because I could have dropped the mic on that. Show's (laughs) over. No exit, no nothing. Just. Just fix it in editing. That's all. Oh, man. Hell, yeah. Uh, for me, this, with with all the hype and drama behind the project, along with uh, what what's considered to be a smash hit with XO Tour Life 3, uh, while the album isn't, it's not for me, I got a son. He's 16 years old. He walks around the house quoting Uzi Vert. Every, every other word is, I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. Take out the gloves. I'm dead. Uh, 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 yo, pick up the shoes. I'm dead. Everything. I'm dead. Everything. So Uzi Vert, he's the he's the only reason I know Uzi Vert's album is out because he came to me and he asked me if we were gonna cover it on the show. So, son, son, this is for you. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. This is the next son ever again. This is where, if I could, I would put the what the fuck face emoji so that people could see it. In the podcast, because Lil Uzi Vert's album is trash. This is if this, if this is what all the hype is about. Uh, kids are bugging, and you're morons <laughs> in hip hop. <laughs> Damn, son! I don't think it's that bad. Like, like it can't be that bad. Ugly God, Kodak Black. I think hip hop is. Right. Dude. This is not. This is not. I know I like Ugly Guy more than Uzi Vert. That's for you sure. Do? You like Ugly Guy more than Uzi Vert? As far as projects as a whole in comparison, yeah. yeah Uzi, At Uzi. least I don't mind sitting through Ugly God. Yeah, Uzi I think Vert Uzi was miles better. I blow my fucking I, brains out. Yeah, I, I sat. I sat through Uzi Vert. I, I I didn't hate it that bad. Um, uh, but. Wait. <laughs> no, I agree. It, it, it does sound just like that, though. So. <laughs> give me a beat, yo. I could be his impersonator. Oh, that's funny. But no, I, but so yeah, so he go got ahead, this book. trap sing, he got this trap singing thing down. So I keep thinking like he's he's trying to he's trying to like niche in there right next to Drake. You know, that's kind of what I keep thinking. But like I said, I can't get into his music. I don't really like him that much, but it doesn't sound bad. He is to me. There's not much difference between him and Young Thug. Young Thug does it better. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> you think you think Lil Uzi Vert is trying to create a new style of hip hop, kind of like how Yachty came out with the bubblegum rap. Maybe this absolutely. is like track rock. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's definitely, definitely, definitely. Do, he's definitely doing that. Like like. Oh, I call it trap singing, but 
You call it trap rock. I I I could definitely agree with the with the trap rock. He's trying. He's definitely trying to. He's trying to be on, over there by himself like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna get into that on my uh, when I when I rate this album. I'm gonna get into that 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 exact comment. This album? Huh? Did you say rate or rape? Rate. rate. Come on. R A T E. Get that. God. Just making sure. I don't know. I know this shit. This forte, but this episode is completely off the rails. Did you just say rape is my forte? What is going on? What is happening? I said this album isn't your forte. What oh, the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. Now you got to cut that whole like oh my two God, minutes this out. Whole dialogue is going horribly wrong. What? What is this I'm drinking? Flavors of the past. Passion fruit wine. That's all I know. Is that's what I'm drinking. And it's starting to. It's starting to. Uh, go. I finished the bottle. Yeah, savage. Bottom of it, and now, yeah, I feel good. I feel really good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Soul, do you have a? Sound favorite? like you sound. You sound like Stewie right there for a second. I feel good. Yeah, I feel. I feel good. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna edit that out. I'll leave that in. <laughs> yeah, you, like you should have said. You know what, Brian? I, I really, <laughs> I respect like you. <laughs> But, uh, all right, yo, uh, what's it called? Favorite tracks. Book, man, what's your favorite track off Love is Rage 2? Oh, it's easy. Um, damn, where, where are my notes? I just had them shits up. Oh, oh God. Neon Guts. Oh, Neon Guts. Neon Guts. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, the Neon best Guts is lit. ever. And um, early 20s Rage. Early 20s Rage, okay, okay. Now, for me, it's uh, Neon Guts and X. Because X again, like I said, it's another real petty record, and I like petty records. Word, word up. But uh, Soul Man, what'd you think? What's your uh, what's your favorite uh, tracks off the album? Um, I like Neon Guts, definitely, definitely a banger. Uh, Exo Total Life because you know it's one of the most recognizables. That's the single, and uh, four 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 plus two two two. I don't know why I like it. I don't know either. I, I don't beat. know why either. Vigo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. cool it's like cool. 90% production. Word up. All right, so uh, what's some call? Just finish it off, man. What's your uh, soul, man? What's your whole, your rating of the album? Uh, Love is Rage 2 by Lil Uzi Vert. So I guess it's a point eight out of 5. What is it? Point point eight. eight. Oh, damn. Wow. I think that's more disrespectful than giving it no stars. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Z- <laughs> we had to get no credits at all or half a credit. <laughs> I was get none. Like, give me none. Don't disrespect me like that. Yeah, son. Yeah, son. <laughs> you fail me, fail me all the way. Yeah, just yep. send me all the way back to the drawing board, but don't tell me, oh, you almost yeah, did it and failed. Anyway, you have a uh, book, man. What are you giving a... Uh, Little Uzi Vert, Love Is Rage, too. Well, I mean, I like I, I don't I don't I don't I, I like his sound more than you guys do. You guys don't like his sound, but I kind of I kind of like it. So I like Neon Guts, Early Twenties Razor. He got he got a couple cuts on there. Um, there's not too much difference between him and Young Thug. So I would say he's 
worse than Young Thug. So I give him, I give him like a two. Damn two, two out of five stars from Bug on Young Thug's. Or damn, I'm saying Young Thug, Lil Uzi Vert. See. Up his rage too. See, so interchangeable. God damn. All right, now as for me, uh, Lil Uzi Vert. You know, he says openly that he don't make music for the old heads. His music is for cats that are 19 to 25. I guess I could see why. Not for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. That's what he says. 19 to 25. I guess I could see why. I guess I'm 26. Shit. See? Yeah. See, you you aged out last year. You would have got it. Now you're fucked. He uh, definitely has a rock star appeal. Uh, his album is a very, what I'll say, linear mess that all sounds the same, pretty much. If it wasn't in the hip-hop category, it would be a hit album, I think. Does that make sense? Like, if, if Lil Uzi Vert's album wasn't tagged as hip-hop, let's call it what it really is, some sort of alternative something, this will be a hip, uh, a hit album. Man, that's a lot of shit, though. Uh, and I, I, circles. I think the brand of hip-hop is so convoluted, that, but I don't think this is a hip-hop album. So just like, uh, just like Ugly God, he gets no stars because this is a hip-hop album. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> something else. <laughs> And said no points. I cannot rate what he put out because I don't think what he put out is a hip hop album. And I'm here to do it for hip hop. Burt gave me a hip hop. He calls himself a rock star. He put out a uh, hip hop in or uh, hip hop inspired rock music. I mean, I can give you that. So. In that aspect, I don't, I, I can't rate this out. That's what it is, folks. Y'all can hit us up. Y'all know how to hit us up by now. I do it for hip hop one at yahoo.com. Again, I do it for hip hop one at yahoo.com. Or you can find us on your uh, iTunes, you know, podcast app, iTunes. You can. Leave us a five-star review. You can comment there. You can leave comments uh, on our SoundCloud. Episodes are still on SoundCloud. We're working on getting up on iHeartRadio. So we're trying to get some more major moves uh, for you guys, more accessibility for you guys to hear us and hit us up. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys want to chop it up, anything that you want us to review, anything you think we should uh, be listening to, Hit us up, like I said, I do it for hip hop one at yahoo.com. Or you can go on iTunes, leave a five star review, let us know what you want to hear let us let us know what you want us to listen to, what you might want to hear us review. The same thing with SoundCloud. You can leave comments there. You know what I mean? You can catch me on Twitter at Great Pharaoh. That's at Great Pharaoh G R number eight underscore p-h-a-r-a-o-h book go ahead man tell them where they can find you you can find me on twitter at mr can i live that's m-r-c-a-n-i-l-i-v-e 
Dope, dope. So, where can they find you at? Well, you already know. You can find me on Twitter and PlayStation Network at Soul underscore Invictus 17. That's S-O-L underscore I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S 17. That's what it is. That's what it is. And always remember... We appreciate you. We appreciate all the listens, all the likes, all the followers. Keep listening, man. I am Great Pharaoh, and I do it for hip hop. And I'm Bug, and I do it for hip hop. I'm Soul, and I do it for hip hop. The, 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 the concept, the concept. The concept.